1: Welcome to my 342nd ever show of all around sports. Where each Monday at noon Eastern time, we broadcast live from Boston, City of Champions, to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call in number is 1 866 472 5788, or you can email me at IIR at comcast.net. Which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from the past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, AP Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, obviously, my highlight of the week is the New England Patriots winning their. Sixth Super Bowl last night in an ugly game with a beautiful ending for New England fans as they beat the Los Angeles Rams 13 to 3 in the lowest scoring Super Bowl of all time. And the Patriots have now tied the Steelers for the most Super Bowl victories all time at six. And already the quest is on. To get number seven, which would be the most ever, and for the Patriot franchise and organization, true immortality. So Tom Brady now stands alone as the only player to win six Super Bowls, surpassing Charles Haley, who was the only one with five. So he and Brady were tied going into last night, but Brady now owns that title uh, and many, many more. And now he is in rarefied air beyond football. And right there as potentially the greatest American athlete of all time. His six now ties Michael Jordan's six. Of course, Bill Russell has 11 and nobody's. I don't think anybody's getting there anytime soon. Bill Belichick uh, now tied at six for the most ever by a football coach with uh, the iconic names of Curly Lambeau and uh, George Halas. So, already there's a serious incentive to get that seventh. That's already the storyline here, uh, a mere 18 hours or so after the game ended. And, again, uh, not the prettiest game you'll ever see, but the drama... Of the fact it was a close game, i.e. 3-3, going into the fourth quarter, made the last ten minutes of the game terrific. Uh, Julian Edelman was just huge all day long. Hard to believe that they just uh, weren't double-teaming him. It was just incredible. As he uh, was the MVP, and, you know, I read his book, uh recently and the name of it is relentless and relentless he is so good for him there's a guy who has just bucked all the odds come in as a quarterback from kent state and built himself into a super bowl mvp it's a great story it really is um so just so many storylines of course uh both during the game and afterwards. Of course, the game was old school all the way. The Patriots defense, clearly the overlooked uh, unit in all of this. Uh, People were talking certainly about the Rams defense, who played fabulous. Give them all all credit due to them. Of course, the Patriots offense and the Rams offense uh, are going to get a lot of credit, but It was the Patriots' defense that really, really won that game. Um, And it was nice to see Dante Hightower continued his amazing uh, run in Super Bowls of just making big plays, whether it was the strip sack against Matt Ryan and the Falcons to ignite the comeback a couple years ago, or whether it was stopping Marshawn Lynch at the goal line, one-yard line, to set up the Malcolm Butler interception. Uh, On the next play, uh, Dante Hightower always, always comes up huge. And uh, for the city, it's just remarkable. No city in American sports history has ever had anything close to what they're doing. This is the 12th, repeat 12th championship in 18 years. It all started against the Rams uh, in February 2002. Down in New Orleans, I was at that game, Adam Vinatieri's kick, and uh, again, the rest is history, so that means another parade. I just had one of those in October when the Red Sox won the World Series, so here we go again, all the details have been announced, and uh, awesome weather predicted, we're looking at 60 degrees tomorrow. That's just amazing, um, given the past history of Patriots' praise, which we've seen everything from snow to frigid, cold, and but not tomorrow. To New England is suddenly blessed with good weather in the wake of the uh, Patriots' Super Bowl, which is pretty amazing. And at the end of the day, you just have to say that uh, Tom Brady, he's... So Clutch, he now has a fourth quarter game-winning drive in all six Super Bowls. He just gets it done like no other, like no other. And uh, as you got down into those final 10 minutes of the game, which were, again, riveting, given the fact it was simply tied in a one-score game at best, then... Uh, you, you you just sensed and knew one play was going to decide it and no surprise. the play was made by Rob Gronkowski catching a ball at the one yard line, setting up an easy touchdown run on the next play for Sony Michelle. Of course great pass by Brady. Gronk was triple teamed on that play. Brady just dropped it right in there like he was dropping it into a bucket. Uh, just an amazing amazing. Throw and catch. And then the defensive play of the game came soon thereafter when Stephon Gilmore uh, intercepted Jared Goff down around the five yard line. And that was that. The Patriots added a field goal for good measure to truly, truly put it away. And that was the ball game. So Stephon Gilmore, who's got an increasingly better after a rough start. Keep in mind he was the highest-priced free agent signed by the Patriots ever, and uh, last night he earned his money. Period. With that play, when you put a, when you make a play to put away the Super Bowl, uh, you can't put a number, a financial number, on that one. Uh, Patriots got a good omen on Saturday night when Ty Law. Was voted to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He's uh, worthy. Watched him play his entire career up here. And I've interviewed him a few times. Seen him out, out and about in Boston. So I've gotten to know him a bit. And just a terrific guy. Very, very deserving. And yet another Western Pennsylvania legend specifically Aliquippa, Pennsylvania, uh, Steel Mill Town, south of Pittsburgh. And he joins, uh, (laughs) we're talking big names out of Aliquippa here, Mike Ditka and Tony Dorsett. So it's a legendary high school program, uh, as you would expect, and still going strong, by the way. So it was great to see Ty Law get voted in. And again, it just really kind of, you know, good omen, set the tone. And going into the day, and uh, it was wonderful. So my low light of the week was the fact that it was the lowest scoring Super Bowl of all time. We all love our offense these days. Uh, really, all the drama was indeed in the last 10 minutes. There was two field goals up until then. And a lot of missed opportunities on both sides, but just credit that to the defense. And uh You could have walked in with 10 minutes to go and you would have seen really the, uh, you know, pretty much all the important plays, shall we say. Um, And again, you just knew uh, at that point, as we got under 10 minutes, that um, one play was going to do it. And I think it's just so fitting that it was Gronkowski who made it. Of course, a lot of rumors. Rampant in New England, but, you know, certainly across the nation, across the football world, that this could have been Gronk's last night game. He wasn't saying last night, nor should he. Everyone should take a few weeks to relax before saying anything about their future. And uh, we shall see. We shall see. He's, uh, you know, but if it was his last game, just what a fitting way to go out to make uh, the play of the game. And, uh, and that he did. So all credit to Gronk. I've never seen him happier than he was after last night. He said it was the most satisfying game year of his career. And uh, he's been awfully, awfully beat up over the years. He's already at lock for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He's broken most of the tight end records. And uh, there's a guy who has nothing more to prove and has a tremendous future, whether it be in WWE Hollywood, who knows, he could become the next Arnold Schwarzenegger. Action hero, a la Terminator-type movies. Um, We shall see, but it's, uh, and I'm not saying it's over. Um, He's still productive at a high level, as he proved against the Chiefs. And I've been saying for a while that all Brady and Gronk needed to wash away a lot of the negativity throughout the season and even in the off season was just three good hours. And they certainly produced that in Kansas city. And then uh, Gronk uh, certainly did it with one catch last night and uh, the catch of the game, the play of the game without a doubt. And Brady has always just delivered in the club, you know, in the fourth quarter in the end. So again, uh, they both washed away any, any, Negativity surrounding them over the course of the past year or so. So good for them. Um, Lastly, my bizarre story of the week is the fact that it was uh, a home game, basically, in Atlanta. Everybody was talking about it. All the players referenced it early and often. And and easy trip from Boston. I know a few people who were down there for the game easy to get to, and uh, down there in Atlanta, whether it's just flying multiple flights per day, a lot of people drove, easy drive, if you consider 20 hours, an easy drive. I think going to a Super Bowl, it is an easy drive. And what's amazing here, really, the, the stamp on the whole week is, what I've learned is, you know, the brand is growing. They've gone from hated... Granted, a lot of haters still out there, no question. But it feels like Patriots Nation is growing. Start with 35,000 showing up at the send-off rally last Sunday. I was down at the International PGA Merchandise Show in Orlando last week after they had beaten the Chiefs and met people from across the country and around the world, many of whom loved the Patriots. I wore a Patriots hat at certain points and many people come up to me and just said they love the Patriots from around the country and around the world. So it feels like the hating of the Patriots is starting to evolve into more of respect. And in fact, call what you will jumping on the bandwagon, but, uh, the tide is turning. It has turned. And, uh, it's really wonderful to see because it's well deserved. You just can't argue with the success that they've had, um, and for them to do it a different way last night, just with defense to shut down that high-powered Rams offense. Todd Gurley, don't know what's going on there, but you know he was a non-factor to be kind. And you have to wonder, I mean, when stuff like this happens, it, it can leave scars. You know, I don't know if he's injured, if he was underutilized. If he's not injured, he can't be a happy camper. So we'll see where that all goes. Jared Goff, I know some people are blaming him today. I think that's wrong if you want to, um, you know, if you want to uh, assign blame and, we all know the talk shows of today with literal headlines this morning. Who's to blame for the Rams Rams loss. I mean, in my mind, you'd have to put it on, uh, on Sean McVay. And that's not to be critical. Uh, I think we're going to see him again back in the Super Bowl. He's still, uh, uh, still the hot new thing for sure. Um, and speaking of the hot new thing, I mean, Brian Flores, the, uh, defensive coordinator of the Patriots, who, by the way, called an all-out blitz on Goff on the play that he threw up the interception to Stephon Gilmore. I uh, happened to see the Miami Herald today, and they're looking like uh, you know they've hit the jackpot and cashed in, uh, and that he could be the new savior. Uh, coming off that, again, impressive defensive performance, but you can be rest assured, uh, and not to in any way diss Brian Flores, but Belichick's handprints, fingerprints were all over this defensive performance. He's done it before. Giants, 1986, when they beat the Buffalo, stopped the Buffalo Bills and Jim Kelly in the K-Gun offense, which seemed impossible. So this is, uh, this is not new for Belichick, to say the least. And uh, we shall see. Uh, how it all goes from here, but up here in New England, it's just uh, literally euphoria. There is no other way to say it. I went to a great, packed, restaurant last night, sports bar, jammed to the hilt, great emotion, uh, which again leads to my saying that uh, you, you know the brand is growing. It's like it's getting more meaningful with each win in Super Bowls and championship than less meaningful. So it's really great to see. And uh and now we have another parade tomorrow. You know, already looking ahead, banner raising ceremony, the week after Labor Day, of course, the the, the Thursday night NFL opener. I looked at the schedule of teams coming in to play the uh Patriots this year and Uh, there's some good ones the the Cowboys and the Steelers are coming to town next year but without a doubt in my mind uh, so are the Kansas City Chiefs so I have to believe that in uh, uh, early September uh, the NFL opener will be Kansas City Chiefs at New England Patriots when they raise their sixth banner uh, sure to be a fun night so now let's take our break and many things to get to, which we'll do so on the other side, so don't go anywhere.
2: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
3: Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? (laughs)
2: Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
1: Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time.
3: All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show.
1: Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at IIR at Comcast.net that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today?
4: Hey, good, John. Thank you so much for having me on the show.
1: Well, thank you for joining us. As always, uh, we're celebrating up here in Boston yet again, 12th championship in 18 years, uh, sixth for the Patriots, and it's 55 degrees and sunny AP with a with a 60 degree forecast for the parade tomorrow and uh and I know you were down in Atlanta this week where you probably had similar weather and uh how was your week in Atlanta? You were there. Yeah,
4: it was very yeah, it was very good, John. I had a chance to visit with the Patriots players and the Rams and some of the coaches. So that was it was a good week overall and and it was very—they were very friendly in Atlanta. I never had them say, heard somebody say hello to me so many times in a big city.
1: <laughs> you know, it's funny. That's very consistent, almost word for word, AP <clears throat> with uh, what the Boston local announcers were stay, saying, who were down covering the uh, the game. They just across the board, numerous channels, as you would expect. Uh, and their reporters both news anchors as well as sports reporters all talked at length about just the hospitality of atlanta and they just loved it and said they were everyone just said they were treated like gold down there so that's awesome i'm glad to hear that
4: yeah they had a huge presence down there in the city and every time you walked around uh it, it was unbelievable the amount of people that would direct you and and tell you where to go and drive, and, um, uh, so it was a lot of fun just to, just to be there in the city, and you felt always comfortable being around everybody, and, uh, it couldn't have been a more pleasant
1: experience. Oh, that's great to hear, AP, and you're, you're, you're from the South, so you, you get it, you know what that means, and, uh, so I'm sure you just love that, and AP, you you, you mentioned presence, and, uh, you know, all the players were talking last night after the game. Numerous players, Brady, Edelman, you name it, were mentioned. It, it, it was like a home game. Those were the exact words. It came across on TV. I know people who were down there, uh, everybody was talking about it. Was it as uh, overwhelming in favor of the Patriots as, uh, as it, everybody seemed to say it was, both in be it in the stadium or around town during the week?
4: Yeah, I I heard that the crowd was in the maybe maybe seventy five twenty five range. That's what so, I heard too. I uh, predicted eighty percent. Yeah, when they had eighty percent. Yeah, when they had the ball, it was very loud. You know, the other team had the ball it was loud, but when um, the Patriots had the ball, it was real quiet, so they could communicate. So that worked on the Patriots' favor.
1: That's terrific. Um, so, AP, obviously, you were media credentials through the NFL covering events so you covered some practices some press conferences things like that or
4: yes yes yeah one of the uh, f- favorite interviews that i had was with wade phillips because you wow. know he's a legendary figure his family and he showed up to the uh in atlanta wearing a, a hat similar to the stetson his dad wore with a coat uh, that, i loved that, it i saw that, it that coat yep. with the fur right he enjoyed that and, And, you know, of course, I asked him how he's going to stop the Patriots. And he said, you know, you want to get to the quarterback, you disrupt his rhythm, and and then you have to cover well. And they did all those things. I mean, you hold the Patriots to 13 points. You did an exceptional job because, you know, they're having two weeks to prepare for the game. And Tom Brady has the quarterback and that offense. And so the Rams defensively, I don't think they could have played much better.
1: I totally agree. It's amazing. Lowest scoring Super Bowl of all time. 3 3 going into the fourth quarter. Dear, just mind boggling, given those two offenses. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, no surprise on the Rams side with, you know, just Aaron Donald, dominant player, as well as and Sue, Akeem Tlaib, Marcus Peters, on and on. No surprise they played well. What was the surprise and what was the story of the game? For me personally, And I think everybody you had to, you know, it's it's the Patriots defense led by, uh, you know, Dante Hightower, who, again, just continues to build his legend AP in Super Bowl performances. He was all over the field last night. He almost got that fumble on the sidelines before it went out of bounds, you know, all over golf, always around the ball, as he always is. But especially so in Super Bowls and the postseason overall. He had a good game in Kansas City last week as well. I mean, his career's becoming more and more amazing by the year. It really is. It's impressive.
4: Yeah, it's amazing, John, the fact that Dante Hightower, the first time we saw him play at Alabama against Clemson, it was in Atlanta, not that particular venue. It was the, the venue that they demolished, but he had an interception and he made an impact. And uh, he's always been somebody around the football, uh, uh, aggressively attacking the quarterback, uh, gobbling up runners. I mean, uh, you know, being effective with his pass defense in the middle of the field. So it was no surprise. And there he is again making plays. The Marshawn Lynch tackle before the goal line in one Super Bowl, the stripping of the quarterback in in the other Super Bowl. And now yesterday, uh, what did he have? Two of the four sacks
1: Yes, he was did a force. The
4: had in the game,
1: he was a force, and again, it was inches away from getting that fumble, which really would have been like uh, the coup de grace for you know uh, a signature play whether we all remember, like the two you just mentioned and two previous Super Bowls. But you know, let's not forget, he is the team captain. He calls the plays. He is the defensive leader out there. Yeah. He did not play in last year's Super Bowl. Uh so it's just to yeah. see him out there again. you, 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 you it's just amazing. I mean th- this is legendary stuff here that he's doing uh you know three Super Bowls in a row. That is just uh <laughs> that is not to be taken for granted. So it's wonderful. No, no, they don't
4: Yeah, they don't win Super Bowls without Dante Hightower number 54.
1: Exactly right. Um no doubt about it. Again, he he's the glue, he's the leader. Again, I can't emphasize enough, he calls the defensive signals. And, you know, you know, so he's putting everybody where they need to be, most importantly, himself, which is always, always, always around the ball. It's just uh, incredible. Um, but, AP, uh, I was thinking of you with all the love, fittingly so, that Joe Namath was getting. Of course, he was, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, yeah. he carried the Super Bowl trophy to the stage last night. They did a great special on him in the pregame show. I mean, he's, you know, he put Western Pennsylvania on the map out of Beaver Falls, where I grew up. uh, Western Pennsylvania, not Beaver Falls, but close by. And, And, you know, obviously played at Alabama. And he, of course, made the Super Bowl what it is today by... Instantly, you know, by beating the Colts in 1969, 50-year <laughs> anniversary, and to the day, I believe. I think yesterday was maybe to the day or whatever, but uh, but yeah, good. So Joe Namath, massive presence. I'm sure you were just loving it.
4: Yeah, oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, John. That, that day was January, January 12th, uh, 1969. Oh, so, so yeah, 50, it was 50 years plus yeah. a
1: couple of weeks, but 50 years. We'll right, that that's back. right, right. Close enough. Definitely
4: 50 years. Yeah, close enough. But yeah, it was fun to see Joe out there and presenting the trophy to, to the Patriots. And uh, it probably wasn't fun for him to give it to the Patriots in particular, but it was fun fun for him to carry that trophy on the 50th anniversary. And and John, we are talking about trophies. You know, Julian Edelman was voted the MVP, but you could have easily have given that to Dante Hightower because that was the story of the game, holding the other team to three points. I mean, 13 points on the offense, that's nothing to write home about. You know, they couldn't guard uh, Julian Edelman, but uh, it it wasn't the main reason they won the game. I don't think so.
1: No, it was the defense. I mean, none other than Julian Edelman said it, that the defense was the real MVP, and it was. And had you chosen the, yeah. you know, they're not going to choose the defense. So if you had to choose somebody, obviously no. it would have been Dante Hightower. So, um, so you, you just got to, again, Alabama graduate, obviously. And, uh, you know, I just think it's great. I, I covered a, uh, event of his, uh, foundation event, uh, at the exact same place. I watched the game last night, a mere five minutes or so from my house and just a, really likable guy, got a chance to talk with him, and he was terrific, and so I'm a big fan, and again, his legend is really growing here in New England and beyond, let me tell you, uh, uh, last night was really, really was an exclamation point on that in so many ways.
4: Yeah, he's he's a money ball player, there's no question, and uh, he's even-keeled when you talk to him, he's, he's, like you say, the leader calls the signals, and Yes, as a symbiotic relationship with Bill Belichick, you know, you go from being coached by Nick Saban and then you go to his his, his brother, maybe
1: twin brother, Bill Belichick, right? Exactly. Exactly. And uh, yeah, <laughs> most <laughs> importantly, <laughs> you know, I, I think he you can say about Dante, you know, two most important things. Number one, he's a leader. And he plays his best in the biggest games, uh, period. That's it, you know. And he kind of served notice, again, going back to that Kansas City game, you know, where uh, he just started to show. he Like he was back to postseason form, shall we say, because he was huge, uh, brushing Patrick Mahomes in the Kansas City game. And then last night, he showed up even bigger. No surprise. Super Bowl is, is his turf as they say, and uh, it's great. So AP, you know, I've been saying, thinking and saying for a while, it's like every time I go to Gillette Stadium for a game, uh, you know, I feel like I'm going to watch sports history as much as I'm going to a football game. And the the, the numbers are amazing. But Brady's just start with Brady. Now, finally breaks the tie with Charles Haley, the only player in history, to win six Super Bowls. He stands alone, and that is just amazing. And yet, his sixth Super Bowl, <clears throat> fourth quarter comeback. Every, every win has been a fourth quarter comeback, starting with the first one that I was at against the Rams in 2002 that I attended. Uh, so what can you say about Brady? It's all been said, but you know it needs acknowledged by you and I. That's for sure. <laughs> Yeah,
4: absolutely. Yeah, Tom Brady, he's the leader of that team and that organization, along with Belichick. I mean, it's hard to believe that we're going to see a coach and a player be with the same organization for so long and have so much success.
1: Yes. And, you know, a tumultuous off offseason, uneven season to be kind, but yet they pull it <clears> together. Um, you know and in the end it, it turns out to be just not something you so normally associate with the Patriots a feel good season this is a feel good story and that's not simply a typically a term you would attach to a Patriots team and or season but you have to at this point this was a really really impressive uh, run in the postseason they peaked at the right time what else can you say and it's awesome oh, yeah. that they did
4: oh oh yeah and john as long as they're in the playoffs then everything else in my mind is forgiven through the Correct. season oh, because absolutely. You, you give yourself a chance to, to to win the lombardi trophy so not every season you're gonna hit, would be 12 wins and four losses or, or 14 and two or uh i mean as long as you're in the playoffs giving give yourself a chance that's all that
1: matters to the tournament as bill parcells famously said and you know and they did it the hard way this year without the the afc championship game at home something uh you know that everybody in new england has gotten used to they went out to kansas city toughest stadium in the nfl to play in and horrible weather and you know did what they needed to do so it's just remarkable and ap uh hard to believe we've come to break time A lot to discuss after last night's game. And uh, why don't we take our break now, and we'll discuss some more on the other side.
2: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. For Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. Voice America presents
3: a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is Health from an Environmental Perspective ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle listen mondays at 10 a.m pacific time on the voice america variety channel and wednesdays at 12 noon pacific time on the voice america health and wellness channel
2: are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast
3: all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com
0: you are listening to all around sports with your host john inglesby become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788, or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show.
1: Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby, and back on the line with us is our weekly call and expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is this weekend's AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Uh, always good to watch anything from Pebble Beach, especially in February when it's cold in the Northeast, and, uh, and this comes on the heels, of course, of the... Uh, Waste Management Phoenix Open won by Ricky Fowler yesterday with the famed 16th hole, the stadium course, and the boisterous fans. So uh, AP, I don't know what to say other than football's over, sad to say. And uh, that, yeah. that means for me personally, that means I'll be watching a, a lot more golf and there's no way to kick it off uh, than uh, watching from Pebble Beach Uh a tournament, by the way, that Tom Brady himself has participated in often. Don't think he'll be there this year, um, but he grew up right up the road. And uh, But always a fun tournament to watch, needless to say. And again, football's over. It's it's, it's just setting in now, shall we say. Uh, but not quite here in New England. We're going to have a, a fun week ahead, starting with the parade tomorrow. No doubt about that.
4: Yeah, that'll be fun. That's a good choice to watch this weekend, but that parade should be uh, pretty good. John, how's the weather supposed to be for that that parade?
1: Spectacular, AP. Hard to believe we have been blessed. When I I think back to the day after the Malcolm Butler interception, that was the day, the day after, this day whatever, five, six years ago, whatever it was. uh, That's when we got our first snowstorm blizzard nor'easter whatever you want to call it of that horrendous uh, life-changing 2015 winter the first one showed up and there were about uh close to a dozen more in the following two months which basically created 10 feet of snow plus uh in the worst two months in new england weather history which is saying something so anyway We've come full circle, AP. It's fifty-five degrees and sunny, and feels like spring today. Tomorrow's even going to be better, sixty degrees. I referenced it in the first segment, AP, where there's, uh, you know, we've had every weather imaginable for these six Super Bowl parades, five up to now, and but we've never had this. And tomorrow feels like a, a blessed day, and, and the payoff, and uh, the weather gods are smiling upon New England uh in the post super bowl days uh and frankly it's about time <laughs> so tomorrow's going to be I think, a little <laughs> extra special yeah yeah tomorrow's yeah, gonna be special that'll be great uh,
4: we've yeah, had blizzards rain fans.
1: snow yeah ap they've <laughs> held these parades and blizzards and rain and snow frigid cold you name it we've seen it all but tomorrow but we haven't seen 60 degrees and Again, it's just unbelievable to walk out the door. So everybody, you know, winning a Super Bowl puts a, a, an extra bounce in your step. Throw in 55 and 60 degrees the two days following the Super Bowl and you're talking uh, uh, a couple of extra bounces in your step. I mean, the, the minute I walked out today, it was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. And everybody in New England is just really riding a high based on, of course, the 12th championship in 18 years boggles the mind combined with fabulous weather and you know it's like you know spring break in college if you know what i'm saying yeah you know <laughs> head head to the roof to party it's it's trust me it's feels like being on the fraternity roof <laughs> when you have your first nice, right. nice day at college in the spring so uh, that, that's what's going to be happening tomorrow uh I'll tell you, AP, see what you think of this. I mean, again, the brand, the love, you know, it's respect. The Patriots brand is growing. Again, I talked about the 35,000 last year, last Sunday to see them off, send off at, you know, rally at Gillette Stadium. And everywhere I've gone, AP, it just feels like the love is growing for the Patriots and the haters, uh, which are legion out there. But you know, combination of the respect—it just the brand is growing, and I expect that tomorrow. I mean, the the rally last week with thirty-five thousand was far and away the biggest one ever for a send-off, and I got a feeling uh, that tomorrow could be uh, give, throw in the weather one of the biggest parade crowds of all time—the the Red Sox of '04. Yeah, they're the gold standard. Uh, Two million.
4: <laughs> I don't think we're going to beat two, that. That was two million, John. Yeah, million. no, that's two million. That's 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 the standard, but uh, but I, w- I would imagine this be the best Patriots
1: parade. I, I, I think we're hitting a million tomorrow when you throw in the weather and again just sort of this, uh, I don't know, a newfound you know respect and love of the. Patriots brand, not only in New England, that was already in place, but now it's uh, it seems to be spreading uh, based on, as I said earlier in the first segment, being in Orlando last week for the international PGA show where, you know, where Patriots hat at points and people were coming up to me from all across the world, AP, to say how much they love the Patriots. It, sh- it shocked me. I'm used to hearing other things when I wear my patriot hats. <laughs> <Patriots> <laughs> hat outside of Boston, trust me. It's yeah. not, we love the Patriots, yeah. right? That's for sure. no. Um, no. So yeah, uh it's going to be special and I'll tell you what else was special AP uh and I love the way the NFL does this uh you know, the the pro football Hall of Fame election on Saturday. As again, I mentioned in the first segment, a really, really good omen when Ty Law got in uh, and he just, uh, you know, was was so thrilled as they all are and uh, a good class AP and it was just wonderful to see, Uh, you know, but again, led by Ty Law from the New England point of view, someone I've interviewed and met on a few occasions, uh, fellow Western Pennsylvanian, from Aliquippa, same place as Tony Dorsett and Mike Ditka. So it's it's uh, it pretty be amazing.
4: Pete I think, was born there too, yeah.
1: Pete Maravich it's was quite born a town, there, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's quite, quite a, a town.
4: town in western Pennsylvania.
1: Legendary, Perhaps. legendary. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: yeah. Luke, but Luke. Uh, John, what which, which struck,
1: go ahead. No, go ahead. You, we, we covered it. I was gonna say what struck me is,
4: was the fact that they had four defensive backs in this class, and I bet, to, I bet that's a record. I'm not positive, but I'd I love to fact check that. And Ed Reed and Johnny Robinson, a great uh, safety from LSU, played with Kansas City in two Super Bowls, and they beat the Vikings Super Bowl four. Uh, right. Ty Law, as you said, and uh, Champ Bailey. So four defensive backs. I, I think that's a record. And so then you had the contributor. Uh, Gil Brandt, the Super Scout. Yep. And then you had the owner of Pat Bolin. And uh, Johnny Robinson came through the senior committee. And then Kevin Mawai, the center says, two LSU players in one class. That's kind of unique.
1: Is Kevin Mawai from LSU too? L- LSU sure is. I did not know that, and I didn't know. I always really liked Johnny Robinson. I, I, I really liked the yes. Chiefs team back in the day with Len Dawson team that won Super Bowl Four yeah. and Hank Stram, all of it. Always like Johnny Robinson, did not realize that he was from LSU, uh, nor for that matter did I realize Kevin Moa is from there. So, uh, so that's great. I mean, LSU, great tradition, that's for sure. Just more kudos for the SEC.
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that maybe the only school, and I'm, I don't know this to be true, but maybe the only school that had two people inducted in the same year, maybe let's say a Notre Dame or something. Right. I don't Good know. Point. If I'm going to try to check. I'm going
1: to try to check that. They're quite possible, AP. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, there, you know, then there's Ed Reed, you know, and I've had the pleasure yes. uh, to see Ed Reed play for the Ravens many times. Uh, the displeasure, shall we say, of uh, watching him come into yeah. New England with his fellow defensive Hall of Famer, Ray Lewis. And uh, take the Patriots right out of the playoffs twice uh, in Gillette Stadium. And, uh, and beyond that, uh, you know, he's just a fabulous, fabulous player. And, uh, you know, hailing from Western Pennsylvania, his huge performances in what I believe is the best robbery in the NFL. Of course, Raven Steelers and uh, Ed Reed. He always showed up. Biggest games like like a Dante Hightower, but uh, so good for him. Uh, first ballot Hall of Famer, and and no one more deserving than him. A uh, force in the back end of the defense, to put it mildly.
4: Yeah, and and John, you know, when you looked at that clash, you, you thought that let's say Tony Gonzalez was a lock.
1: All right, not to mention Tony Gonzalez.
4: Po- 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 yeah, possibly. Champ Bailey, so you have like, let's say, two and a half locks. Then you had Pat Bolin, Gil Brandt, Johnny Robinson. I thought those three were pretty much a lot. So that's six. So that left you with a choice of two players of all those rest of those, you know, that finalist list of 15. So it's very difficult to come up with those last two names. And so happened they took an offensive lineman. And like I said, took another defensive back, Ty Law.
1: Exactly. And uh, yeah. And, you know, Ty Law is, uh, again, a really good addition. Number one, I, I was in the Super Bowl uh, at the Super Bowl in the Superdome when he made the famous his signature play, the interception against Kurt Warner to really ignite the Patriots upset of the Rams back in 2002. And he is also really quite notably because uh, here, here we get ready for this. You know, he is the first Patriot elected that played for Belichick in the Belichick Brady era. So I think he's going to open the floodgates. AP specifically, uh, you, you know, Matt Light, Teddy Bruschi, Rodney Harrison, and on and on and on. Um, there's a lot. You know, there's a lot of players have passed through during the the Super Bowl era of six championships and countless playoff appearances. So, uh, Kevin Falk, throw him in there. Speaking of LSU, um, there's been so many, to say the least. And, uh, but yeah, so Ty Law really kind of kicks off, you know. I would predict, you know, right off the top of my head that Teddy Bruski and Matt Light uh, will make the Hall of Fame. I truly believe that, so... Uh, but there'll be a lot of others nominated and in the mix in coming years. That's for sure.
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, probably Julian Edelman will get his
1: his chance down the road. I don't know, but that's a great
4: point. I mean, He's just. <laughs> I mean, he just be so effective. He plays with Tom Brady. I mean, I think that's what puts him in that category. If he was anywhere place else, I don't know if that would happen.
1: Well, nothing will get you there quicker, AP, I don't think. that Maybe a season-long MVP like Mahomes was this year, but other than that, Super Bowl MVP. Uh, and By the way, I think of that and I think of, you know, Dion Branch is the only other Patriot player besides Tom Brady that I remember to win Super Bowl MVP. But anyway, yes, Edelman. Because surprisingly, this snuck up on me, and I'm guessing a whole lot of other people, that he is second in key categories for... Postseason receiving records. I believe he's second in all-time receptions, second to Jerry, only to Jerry Rice across the board, uh, and second in either receiving yards and or postseason touchdowns. Uh, we're talking the big categories here, so I'm glad you said that, yeah, AP. It's so fresh having watched him play last night. You know, obviously we're yeah. at least five years away. He, he and he ain't retiring, so we're beyond that. Uh, no. No, and that'll point. be a
4: unique discussion. That'll be a unique discussion, John, for someone yes. who has those type of records in the postseason, and then you're trying to look, also examine and, and analyze his regular season numbers, and if he made, you know, all pro or first or second team, or I mean, those those types of things as well. I don't know, you know, I mean, that's that's going to be uh, quite a
1: debate. He would be potentially, uh, just off the top of my head, if not the first, one of the first slot, quote, slot receivers. Uh, And Wes Welker, who kind of we look at maybe as the inventor of the slot receiver, he has twice as many receptions as Edelman. But, you know, uh, this was discussed last week, before last night's MVP performance for Edelman. Uh, Edelman getting in the Hall of Fame. I heard it on sports talk radio, so now it's uh, now it's a real topic. And uh, uh, again, you know, one of the things mentioned interestingly was just that Welker had has twice as many receptions as Edelman. Boy, Edelman's postseason numbers that that really snuck up on me. AP. I saw it for the first time watching the Kansas City game. Yeah. They flashed up this graphic, and I was like, "Holy cow!" I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's going to be a big number. And speaking of numbers, AP, the clock has struck again where we're at the end of the show. Uh, It always goes quickly the day after these uh, uh, championship weekends, shall we say, and uh, this was another one of those. Uh, To sum up, AP, it may have been not the – even – A boring game for those who don't like defense and love offense but those final 10 minutes were fabulous for the simple fact the game was tied it was a one score game and the drama was terrific so it ended well ended exciting and hard to believe uh that's it for football for this season and uh but another great year and fun fun working with you throughout this past year
4: Hey, it's Jonathan. My pleasure. I really have enjoyed it. And uh, salute to the Patriots. And uh, salute to, we'll salute Clemson as well, the Tigers as well, in the football
1: season. Exactly right. You're not going anywhere. I didn't mean to sound like uh, <laughs> you're, you're not around after football season. Next thing you know, AP, you're probably starting next week. We'll be talking. Spring football and draft and combine and everything else. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, there's no breaks in the calendar anymore, which is fine. It's great. So it's no. just how we like yeah. it. But, AP, thanks again for your perspective, especially calling in with your week in Atlanta. And glad you had a great time, not surprised, and, uh, and appreciate it, as always.
4: Hey, Thank you, John. Thank you so much.
1: Great. And now... As always, thank you for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern Time.
0: Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.